You are Locked On NC State, your daily podcast on the NC State Wolfpack, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, Wolfpack fans. It's me again, Kenton Gibbs, bringing you another episode of Locked On Wolfpack. And folks... I uh, I talked about us finishing dead last, and and uh, there's there's technically a chance that we don't. There is technically a chance that we don't. But at this point, I am uh, not resigned to believe in that chance at the moment. Um, the the fact of the matter is, we are tied with Georgia Tech at the bottom of the hill. But here's here's the part that makes me believe like. Yeah, we're we're uh, in a bad way here. The reality is, while we do hold the tiebreaker against Georgia Tech, so if uh, both of us lose our last two games, then I guess technically we would end up on top. With that being said, though, i I don't really I don't really see that happening, only because. Um, We've seen, we've seen already Georgia Tech beat the two teams that they're playing coming down the stretch. So, again, as much as as much as I'd like to say, oh yeah, this is super good news for us and all that good stuff, uh, Georgia Tech has Clemson and Boston College ahead of them on the docket. Their previous matchup against both of those teams, they won. Uh, they beat Georgia Tech. I'm sorry, Georgia Tech beat. Boston College, eighty-one to seventy-six in at Boston College, by the way, uh, and they got a win against Clemson, sixty-nine sixty-four at home, and so uh, these last two games are you're looking at uh, one away, one in Clemson and one back in Boston College, but I'm sorry, one in Clemson and one in Atlanta, uh, but the reality is I, I don't. I don't really see a world where they lose both of these. It's possible. It could happen. Crazier things have happened. Um, we've we've seen that, you know, this this year in the ACC is not really uh, outside of, or even with the top teams, we've seen a lot of uh, parity and, and ups and downs there, but not really, not really too sure about uh, anything that could go drastically different there. And then, of course, if we're talking about our remaining schedule, uh, we've got a Florida State team that, while hobbled, I mean, they're still – they. we should have beat them in the last game that we played them. And so it, it wouldn't be crazy for us to get a win there. Uh, but, again, we, we screwed the pooch out of that last game and uh, a last game against Florida State by calling a timeout when uh, Sebron was on the fast break. And that's what I mean when I say I'm not a keys defender because, again – I'll gladly tell you, when there is something that is flatly indefensible, I'm not going to try to defend it. I'm going to just tell you, uh, we, we definitely blew it there. So, yeah, that's that's going to be a, a, uh, a game that is winnable. However, playing against the potential ACC player of the year in Alondis Williams and Wake Forest, I don't really... I don't, I don't really see us walking away from that one with a win, you know? Like, that's that's just the reality of what we're looking at uh, as far as this this Wake Forest team goes, um, they've they've shown some weaknesses. They've shown some chinks in, chinks in the armor. 
Uh, they've shown some games where they flatly or they've come out and played super flat and, and did not look great. Uh, but with that being said, again, they've they've kind of stumbled down the stretch here uh, of their last. I want to say they're two and three in their last five with losses to Miami and Duke and Clemson. Which, I mean, the Clemson is, of course, the one that sticks out to you there because, like, what? Like, you should not be losing to a Clemson team at this point in time in the season. Uh, but they also have a win against Notre Dame, uh, who is who is the number one team in the conference before that. Um, so, you know, there's there's some things there as well. But, again, I'm, I'm not really not really seeing too much, not really seeing a way that, that uh, they come out flat on senior night. It'd be great. It'd be great. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not going to sit here and say that I'd be uh, upset if if they didn't play their best game, if Alondis Williams came out and had a, a eight turnover game or something like that. Wouldn't be upset about it. Not going to lie to you. Uh, but with that being said, again, this team, I, I just I think that they they do a little too much well. Um, I think that they're they're of course. Uh, with Alondis Williams, his second in command, Jake LaRavia, uh, is, you know, that that team is a little too much. Just realistically a little too much for who we are and, and what we do right now. That's just a reality. That's just a reality. And, and, again, if we can pull off that win, I'm not saying that Georgia Tech is, is – I'm sorry, I'm not saying that Wake Forest – words are beating me up right now. not saying that Wake Forest is some – unbeatable behemoth that, you know, there is no hope under God's green earth of us even uh, showing up and trying. I'm not saying that. It's it's possible. It's for sure possible. But again, the best predictor of future behaviors is the past. And this state team has not shown me a ton in the past. That's just the reality. I haven't seen a ton from them. I haven't seen a lot that tells me, oh, yeah, we'll be just fine. Uh, everything that we're, everything that we've done so far this season tells me that we have a great chance of winning these last two games. I'm not seeing that. And again, I'm not going to lie to y'all and tell y'all I'm seeing something that I haven't. And again, I'm not going to be that guy saying, "Oh well, if we if we just had Manny Bates, everything would be okay." No, no, not not in any stretch of the imagination. And um, so again, this Florida State team—that is—that's probably going to be our best opportunity to make some hay here. I mean, if if you're going back to uh, ever since they beat Miami in that that very very close, very exciting game, there was not—they haven't done much, right? At, immediately after that, they went on a six-game losing streak, got a one-point win against uh, Clemson, and then got blew out by Duke, eighty-eight to seventy. Got blew out by Boston College, seventy-one to fifty-five, and then just barely eked out a win over uh, over Virginia. So this team, while they're hobbled, while they are coming in uh, looking just very downtrodden at times, this is this is our shot. That's our shot to to do something to uh, keep ourselves out of dead last place, which I mean we're in right now. But that's. That's our opportunity to make hay, honestly and truly. That's that's our opportunity, and if we blow that one, then we deserve whatever whatever it is we have coming to us. Uh, because again, Georgia Tech is playing two teams that they've already beat this year, and they've got one home, one away. 
So, realistically, those those teams could beat Georgia Tech. Realistically, they could not. Uh, real, or they could lose. And the same thing can be said for us in our last two games, except, again, I think the Wake Forest is a, a tall order. I think that's a very tall order for us. Uh, I think that at the end of the day, we are hoping that our big three plays better than they did in, in some previous games. Uh, and that, you know, obviously saw us walking away losing. But that's just the reality. That's just the reality of where we are right now. Of course, uh, like I always said, of course, you would love to see a situation where uh, we're where we're not dead last or, or where we're not seeing our first ever 20 loss season. I think that that's something to want to avoid. I think that that's something to say, hey, listen, at this point, we've got to play for pride. We've got to play. Again, if I was Keats, I'd tell them they're playing for scholarships. They're playing for, if you want to be here next year, I'd strongly advise you get it together. Uh, but, and of course, there are assistant coaches coaching for their jobs and all that. But the reality is, I mean, again, I, I'd be shocked if we won both of these games. I could see us beating Florida State. I think that that's feasible. I think that's possible. Beating Wake Forest, eh, that's a bit of a different story. Again, it's possible. It's possible. Not so likely. I think Florida State, it's a, it, it'd be a coin toss for me. Uh, I think it'll be close. I think it'll come down to the last couple of possessions, which... We haven't been great in games like that this year, but we have won some of them. I mean, we we have won some games that were uh, very close coming down the stretch. So, you know, that's that's the reality of of what. Wow, um, that's the reality of what I, I think we're looking at as far as that goes. I, I'm sorry, I was looking for uh, close games that we won, and boy, I had to reach back into the beginning of the season. Feels like it was a lifetime ago. I. Hooey, what a time, what a time. We're we're going to smile and laugh through it, okay? We're we're going to pretend like we're okay, even though everything is not. And even though we have absolutely no relevance to March Madness. But you can have relevance to your office's March Madness with Run Your Pool. March Madness is only a couple weeks away, and that means you need to start thinking now about where you're going to be running your brackets this year. Are you going for the usual, or are you looking for the best? We've done our homework here, and we're running our brackets here at Locked On with RunYourPool.com. Along with standard brackets, Run Your Pool offers game types like Survivor or Pick X, both really fun in their own way. They have options to edit scoring, and they offer more intel to make your picks. All the stuff you won't find at CBS or ESPN. If you've got a business, Run Your Pool can help you take some of that madness magic and play alongside your employees or even gain customers. Plus, they offer full white glove customer service, customer branding, and one of the three, one of the easiest three-minute setups you'll ever find. Clearly, they uh, clearly we believe in run your pool because, like I said, we're running our brackets. There ourselves. There's no truer test than that. If you want to play against us for a shot at cash prize, join us at runyourpool.com/lockedon, and while you're there, create your own pool for your friends or family. Enter Pure Madness at checkout for $10 off your custom pool. All the rules and details will be available there. That's runyourpool.com slash locked on for your chance to win a cash prize. We look forward to seeing you and beating you there. Alrighty, so um this this is 
This is very interesting to me because at this point in time, I want to talk about some of our players that are in contention for or going to be winning um, conference awards this year, okay? And this is going to go for our men's and women's basketball team because there are some things that I need to, to speak about here, okay? Obviously, I don't think that there's any. And when I say any, I don't, I don't think that there's any debate, any uh, thoughts or, or feelings about um, Diamond Johnson being the, the uh, ACC sixth woman of the year as on, our, on our women's basketball team. I don't, I don't think that there's anything about that that people would want to question or say, what, what's, what's going on here? Something, somebody's running foul. Listen, that woman has been uh, the best off the bench all year. And so, again, I'm not, not really sure what, uh, what any questions about what she's done would be. But at the end of the day, when you look at what she's doing, again, to be one of the top scorers in the conference uh, without being a starter, that means something. It really and truly means something. And I, I think that it's good for her to be the type of scorer that she is now. But also, there's a lot of room for growth in her playmaking that will take her from sixth player of the year to ACC player of the year. Honestly and truly, there's there's something there that will turn her uh, from the, you know, a, a, a thought about it to, hey, this is no ifs, ands, or buts about it. This player is the player. And there's, again, nothing you can, nothing you can do or say about her being uh, the outright best player in the conference. Okay. And so, uh, speaking of player of the year, I think. Darian C. Brown won't be in the conversation because we lose too much. We have not been uh, competitive at all, but he's played at that level. He's played at that level to where he deserves a spot on an all-ACC team. Um, I I can't name you too many more uh, wings that have been just oozing more effectiveness than him. I, I couldn't name you any, actually, that are just much more effective than him. Yeah, no, no. You you couldn't tell me of any wing that you're like, hey, if you replace uh, Sebron with that player, we win a lot more ball games. I would love to see it. I would love to see if there is somebody along those lines. I'd love to see him. Please introduce him to me. Tell me who they are because I I don't think that that player um, exists. And now, uh, as far as ACC freshman of the year. Of course, I think that uh, Terquavion Smith should be in consideration for it. And I know that, you know, him breaking the record for threes is is partially because he's allowed to jack up shots at will. Uh, and Paulo Bancaro is probably uh, going to get it. But I think that there's a much better argument for Terquavion than, than many people think. Because while many people say, oh, yeah, uh, Paulo is the, the best player on this team, I don't think so. I don't think he's the best player on that Duke team. I think it's Williams. Uh, but with that being said, I I know the way that these things work, and I know that on Coach K's way out, he's going to um, or they're going to give him everything that he wants or anything that any player that he has is up for. Uh, it's a conversation about. They're going to get those awards, okay? Now, player of the year for the women's side is very interesting to me because it seems to me that many people are saying, hey, Kitley is the player. Kitley is is 
uh, going to get the award. And, and you know, she's um, she's been much more effective than uh, Alyssa. And I wouldn't argue against that. I honestly and truly would not. And not for not because her averages are higher, but simply because her team needs her more and needs her to do more. Right. So to me, this is like um, this is like who's the ACC player of the year, Deshaun Watson or Lamar Jackson. While many people thought and still probably to some degree believe that Deshaun Watson was the better player. He was asked to do, Lamar was asked to do so much more for Louisville. It was clear that, you know, Clemson would have been in a better position without Deshaun than Lamar would have been. Uh, I mean, then Louisville would have been without Lamar. Okay. That's, that's just the reality there. And I think that this is a, a very similar situation. When you parse out Alyssa Kunay's numbers over uh, per 40 minutes, right? Her and Kitley. When you break out both of their numbers per 40 minutes, the gap that is in their numbers definitely closes. And Alyssa looks much closer, uh, basically identical in many ways. The only, excuse me, the only area that she trails is blocks. So with that being said, a big that stretches the floor and, and does things for you in that regard, to me, kind of negates the ability to block. Uh, shots because while having a shot blocker, a person who um, greatly changes offenses at the rim, people forget the reason that all of these guys, all these bigs in the NBA are being taught to shoot threes now is not because, um, not just because the analytics say, oh, the three is the more valuable shot. Because analytics say a three or a shot at the rim, a dunk or layup are the most valuable types of shots. So why are they all moving out of the paint? Because that creates a situation where if you can shoot well, you move their shot blocker out of the paint. Alyssa is literally the antithesis, the the um, the kryptonite per se, uh, to a really good shot blocker. When you have a, a big that is shooting threes at a 40% clip, that is going to draw your big out. That is going to make sure your big, who is normally responsible for protecting the rim, has to play her honest or else she'll burn you from deep. So I think that there's there's something to be said uh, there every day of the week and, and twice on Sunday. Um, and again, I'm betting that Kidley wins it, but Alyssa is definitely uh, in that conversation and rightfully so. But I just think that this team's balance and this team's depth has hurt her as far as individual awards goes because she's not needed to play 33, 35 minutes to jack up uh, 15 shots a game. She's not needed to do that. That's just the reality there, all right? And speaking of betting, betonline.net is the place to be. Football season might be over, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance props to where the next fire coach is going to land, BetOnline is your number one spot for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds right to Olympic coverage and information. Head to the website today to learn about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. Alrighty, so we're about to land this thing. Uh, But long story short, this season is coming to a close for our men's team, thankfully. Uh, this feels like the, the scene in Old Yeller where they got to go out back and put them down. And 
Gratefully, we I am excited about this season being over for our men's team, excited for where our women's team is going, and excited to see where these postseason awards go. I also feel like Kyle Crutchfield should get more uh, more notoriety for Defensive Player of the Year in the ACC, but, you know, it is what it is. Thank you all so very much for coming out. I appreciate you every single time. Peace and love, y'all, and as always, go Pack. You are locked on NC State. Your daily podcast on the NC State Wolfpack. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. 